Just Three Guys. My name is AJ, and I'm joined by Thomas and Q. You. And we are extremely sorry that we have been absent, but we are finally back, and we're very happy to be back because what a time. And we are just a few weeks past the NFL draft, and I know we're a little late to that conversation, but we had to throw in our three cents. Um, Beginning, Thomas. We all know you want to talk about Mac-10. Oh, man. I hate that pick so much. So much. I don't think you understand how much. Well, AJ, you've seen the live reaction when you were there when they picked them. And it was like, immediate. immediately we knew they were going to pick them as soon as they got the pick. And it was like 30 seconds. I think the best part about it was when the Bears traded up. And it was like everyone knew that it was going to be Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that is who you were hoping for, like, the entire time was Justin Fields. Because you just, like, knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And it makes it worse because it was definitely within reach of New England getting him. But Mm -hmm. now I'm stuck with Mac Jones. Um, (laughs) But no, instead you got... (laughs) The the one quarterback I didn't want. You got another Heisman candidate. You got a national champion. Like... Tell me something bad about Mac Jones. I don't. I mean, he's just surround. He was surrounded by NFL talent, so I don't know if it was a product of him actually being that good, or if it was the talent he had around him was so like drastically better than everybody they played. Like there were some throws. There were some <laughs> throws where they were so wide open, we could have made that throw. I don't know. Um, my shoulder back. Now, I'll say not the ones that were like 50 yards downfield, but you know those those solid like 10 yards, 20 yarders, we could have made those. But um, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into it. I'm trying to buy into the to Mac attack, Mac 10, whatever we're going to call them. I don't even know what number he's wearing at camp right now. I've avoided it. <laughs> um, I think like the first two days after the draft, bro, I watched like two hours worth of Mac Jones highlights trying to get myself hyped up for him, man. It's just not happening. I think the fact that Fields was so like obtainable, it was it was so within reach, and didn't have it made it so much worse for me. But um, outside of Mac Jones, I like the rest of the draft that New England had. Yeah. No. I I hope Mac Jones proves me wrong. I'm hoping I'm hoping he's you know comes in wins a couple championships then then I'll apologize. Um. He, but until then, it's it hurt. It hurt. I, I was extremely disappointed with Bill Belichick. Mm. Um, some of the TikToks you sent me, AJ, were were pretty funny though about it. Though I'm not even gonna lie. It's a disappointment. Why? Why disappointed? That's a strong word. Cause man, it's like you you were within reach to go up and get somebody who was way more dynamic as a player, and. When you see like how high up the Bears jumped and what they got up there for, you could have, the Patriots could have gave up less than that to get up three spots. That is instead, true. Instead, we're sitting here with Matt Jones. <laughs> so my my question to you, Thomas is, if Bill Belichick doesn't win another championship until he retires or dies, because it seems like he gonna coach until he dies. <laughs> do you do you believe that? Because you know the argument. 
is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill? It's Tom Brady. Is it Bill? So do you start leaning more towards, oh, this was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was just blessed to have him? No, no, I still think um, Belichick, obviously, at least since I think we've been alive, is easily the greatest coach we've seen. Um, did having Tom Brady help? For sure. But there's a couple of those couple of those Super Bowls that New England won where, like the Rams won, for instance, where the offense really didn't do anything. It was really Belichick's defense that that won it, so... Like always, I think it's kind of a 50-50 thing. You don't get one without the other. <laughs> so, outside my, outside of Mac Jones... My bad, my oh, Panera came here. Oh, like, <laughs> so, outside of Mac Jones, like, who is your favorite pick? Um, Christian Barrymore in the second round, obviously, because that was, like, a massive need. Um at defensive tackle, but my favorite one is probably Ronnie Perkins, which was uh in the third round. Even though I mean he 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 was suspended for five games, but he still had, you know, ten and a half tackles for loss and five sacks in five games. So if he can come out there and be a you know, even a solid pass rusher, it's gonna be better than what we have now. Yeah. So those those are my favorite ones, personally. Okay. Now Q Steelers went out and got the the main Alabama boy. And I, I say main because, you know, uh, Waddle's up there for sure. Yeah. Smith is up there. But I think everyone was really, like, wondering where Najee Harris was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Because it was going to be – in my opinion, it was Steelers or bust. Yeah, if I, like I saw him well before the draft going to the Steelers. Yeah, I think if we didn't pick him up in the first round, then he would have fell out the first round for sure. But um, I didn't agree with the pick. I think we should have went O line, especially if they're trying to lengthen yes. Ben Roethlisberger's career. Um, we need the protection, and one pick ahead of us got Christian Darisaw, the Vikings. So I, I I thought maybe we was gonna trade up, seeing that he was falling, and um. Dude from um, Oklahoma State didn't even get picked up, I think, in the first round. So I'm thinking we're going to tackle. We lost um, Alejandro to the uh, Ravens. Yeah. Pouncey retired. You know, so our line is, our line was trash with them. So I I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's cool having this dynamic running back, but hell, you, you. Everybody ain't Barry Bonds. I mean, uh, Barry Sanders. And, like, he agile. I give him that. He's elusive. But, dog, it's – I don't know. I hope I hope he does good. Like Thomas said with Mac Jones, prove me wrong. But that offensive line right now, we used to have a top three offensive line. It was always Dallas Cowboys, yeah. someone else than us, or us, Dallas, whatever. We trash. <laughs> offensive line is horrible, so it's gonna be growing pains for sure with Najee. Um, he he he's a good kid, head on straight, real humble. I like him, but hey man, he he got to get ready for these tough ass defenses we got in this division. And yeah, it's it's gonna be a rough year for sure. I think really what y'all did is y'all just like after, um. 
Darisol went, it was who is the next best player available. Yeah. And in their eyes, they thought Najee Harris. Yeah, I mean, can't blame him, but because we we drafted, which I I don't I don't disagree with at all. Yeah, yeah. Because at the time, I really thought it was an uh, it was a great pick, but then I like I had to go back and look at how bad y'all's line actually was. Right, it was it was horrible. Yeah, that man being so there. Were, I mean, it was some questions, but also it was like you did really fill a void because you needed a running back. Pittsburgh has always had some kind of like superstar running back. See my, all right. See my thing is that's what I'm saying. If the line is great as it's been for Pittsburgh, uh, a good running back can look like a goddamn Hall of Famer, bro. Hell, Demarco Murray down in Dallas when he was running behind that line looked like the best running back I ever seen in my life. Like the offensive line helped so much and. James Conner, I wasn't sold on him from the beginning, but he did have that 900-yard season when Le'Veon held out. Mm-hmm. It's because that line was still together. It was still intact. Now, yeah. right. I, we did get two offensive linemen, third and fourth rounds. I didn't watch their tape. I don't know how they look, but they they got two. So hopefully they can do something. So let me ask you, do you think, the the Najee pick was just kind of like they were desperate to try to find a running back, so they took the best available. Or do you think I definitely wouldn't say they were desperate because there were quite a. I mean, Najee Harris, one of one in his terms of like where he is as far as the other running backs. Yeah. But you still could have gotten someone really decent in the second round, like um, Javante Williams. Yeah. Trey Sermon, Chuba Hubbard, you know, well, some of those guys out there as well. Yeah. Well, playing in Pittsburgh, you know, when it starts to get cold outside, I'm sure they kind of wanted a, a bigger running back to, you know, as the game gets a little longer, it gets yeah. colder, you really don't want to hit somebody that big anymore. That's true um, also. But, no, I do agree, though. I think, I think maybe they've seen the offensive linemen start falling off the board, and they're like, well – they probably didn't want to reach on an offensive lineman, so they took the next available option, like you said. Hell, man, I, I just hope for the best. Because, so, man, these, these defenses in AFC North are just getting better and better every year. We see, I've seen yeah. the Browns. Who, who the Browns get? They got somebody incredible. I was like, God damn, man. I mean, the Browns had a really good draft. As oh, well. yeah, they got Greg Newsom. I was like, dog, this this ain't getting better. And they got the dude from uh, Notre Dame in the second round. I'm oh, not going to say. Yeah. Oh, oh the yeah, linebacker. I wanna, yeah, I didn't want to butcher his. Mm-hmm. Oh, last Lord. Name. Yeah, um, I did it for you. <laughs> so oh, this would make, this would mean AJ out of the three of us was the only one happy with his team's first round pick. Oh, I mean, you literally, Atlanta. Same thing, like, I feel like it where Atlanta was, they got the best player available in the draft. And in my opinion, which a lot of other people's opinions as well, they got literally the best player in the draft in Kyle Pitts. Outside of, outside of a quarterback or in general? In general. Mm. He's an absolute freak athlete. He was considered the best player in the draft. 
True. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll roll with generational it, I guess. talent. Generational talent. Granted, he is a tight end. Maybe. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure that uh, out well, come contract time. And that's that's the thing. Like, he went in as a tight end, but is he really a tight end? Yeah. I don't know. We won't find out until it'll be, negotiation. It'll be very interesting to see how Atlanta's going to use him. And Arthur Smith started as a tight ends coach, worked him his way up. Yeah. And he, at one point, was a tight ends coach for the Titans before he became offensive coordinator. So, he definitely knows what he's doing. Um, I think this is going to be like his jackknife pick where he's going to be able to do whatever he wants with Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. because he's so versatile. Uh, I mean, he can catch, he can run, he can block. He's going to be extremely fun to watch. And that offense paired with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, ha- Russell Gage. Julio for now. <laughs> yeah, how about I say? Julio for now, but I, I don't see him going anywhere at this point. How else are they going to get below the cap? The only – the. They're gonna they're gonna have to figure it out. I'll I mean, say they're not gonna they're not the gonna eat the hit on seen, Matt Ryan. Well, the last thing that I had seen is that the last team to reach out to Atlanta about him was New England because New England was trying to move up to number four and do yeah. a huge blockbuster trade, but Atlanta said no. You know what? I'm glad New England stayed still because if they would have traded all the way up to number four and took Mac Jones, then <laughs> I probably wouldn't wouldn't be recording this right now. I'm gonna be really honest with you. That would have been the most amazing, like, bluff that Kyle Shanahan would have ever played. <laughs> and the 49ers just making everyone think that they are just gung-ho on Mac Jones and it never being Mac Jones. Obviously, it worked on everybody except for New England. New England was like, yeah. come on, let's be real. We're going to stay right at 15 and get who they, get who uh, we want. But with the, the yeah. Falcons, man... I, I'm I'm still not sold on this pick. Maybe I gotta see him play first, but I I don't know how that that offense is gonna mesh. I I'm I mean I'm sold on him as a player for sure. Oh yeah, as a player, but fitting I, it's into a that matter team. of yeah, like what is he? We already know what their offense could do. Their offense is gonna put up thirty points a game, but their defense is gonna give up forty. Mm. So, Kyle Pitts. Uh, granted, they weren't really. I mean, with the number four pick, they weren't really in a position to take a a defensive player. Like, there's no defensive player who's going to be rated that that highly. Nah, not at all. But they got Richie yeah, Grant in the um, second round. Out, I would say outside of Kyle Pitts, uh, I mean, I think, in my opinion, Atlanta had a very good draft. Like, they hit all of the positions that they needed to hit. Like. Second round pick, they got Richie Grant. Mm-hmm. They lost their safeties. Now they did pick up uh, Theron Harmon. Yeah, but this also filled the other void because they lost Ricardo Allen and they lost Keanu Neal. So this is going to fill that void. Richie Grant is that guy. He plays all over the field. They can use him also as kind of like a uh, linebacker and have him rush a bit as well. Um, he can play spy pretty well. He can do coverage. He can catch. Um, He's another good, real player, really good player that they got on defense. That was someone that a lot of people really didn't think about when you thought defensive player in the second round. And then I really like their two picks that they got for the offensive line: Jalen Mayfield and Drew Dahlman. Dahlman is like an NFL-ready center. Like he, he's big enough. He's got the skills. You can put him in. He'll be able to 
at least do what he needs to do for being a rookie. Like he's not going to go out there and just get ran over the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that there's really not much else to say. I do wish they kind of went. I kind of <laughs> wish that they did go Sante Samuel Jr. in the second round, but I understand where they needed to fill the void. Hopefully Darren Hall can live up to the issue at hand as far as what they need for a defensive back. Yeah. But overall, I was, I was pretty happy with the pick. Favorite pick of all, Kyle Pitts, for sure. But if I had to go second, it would be Drew Dahlman because Alex Mack is gone and uh, Drew Dahlman is going to fill that void at center. All right, so my, my question is, Sorry. outside <laughs> of your team, what, what uh, draft pick did you like the most? Like minus the Ooh. minus the obvious ones? No, it can't be the obvious ones, but outside of your team, which ones did you, you like the most? The Bears getting Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, a, no, I'm not even not even trying to be biased. I mean, you think they made the playoffs last year with a combination of Mitch and Nick Foles. You know, yeah. they're realistically like they're one of those teams that's in a good situation where you can realistically say they're just a quarterback away. And if Justin Fields is relatively anything close to what he was at Ohio State, they're going to be fine. Okay, okay. AJ, what about you? I, I agree with you there. Um, I really liked. Uh, God, I got to find it. Where was it? I got to look back at the. Uh... And and were we just talking about first round or all of them? All, all around, whatever. Whatever one you like the most outside of your team. The Chargers. I enjoyed the Chargers. And you had your Actually, one. Actually, I really, I really like the Devonte Smith pick to the Eagles. What? Don't, don't y'all play the Eagles week one? We do, but it doesn't mean that I don't like the pick. No, f- fuck the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, actually, I take that back. Uh, I really like Rashawn Slater to the Chargers. Yeah, because Herbert needs some needs some protection. And I'm gonna go, um, my boy Quitty. Quitty pay to the, the Colts, baby. You already know. That's going to be defensive okay, rookie man. of the year. That, that man also is a, a freak of nature, too. Yes, sir. Defensive rookie sure. of the year. I'm stamping it right now. Look, I'm going to be real honest. If I had to pick a sec- somebody outside the first round, though, um, I like Rondell Moore going to Arizona because, especially with the offense they're trying to run, he's going to – you know, A.J. Green is there. DeAndre Hopkins is there. Now you have Rondell Moore. You still have, you know, Christian Kirk. They're just surrounded Kyler Murray with, you know, a bunch of a bunch of weapons at you know, this point. Did Rondell Moore, that's the one that was cooking y'all, right? Ohio State? Yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. Mm, what a shame. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, he's nasty. I mean, no, I got no, a, no, what they say, like a 40, 40-something-inch vert ran a 4-2. So, yeah, yeah he's they're, nice. they're they're helping out their franchise quarterback, and uh, I like the pick. I like I like what they're trying to do down there. I didn't think the air raid offense was really gonna translate to the NFL as well as it has. Uh, it's taken a couple of years, but yeah, it's translating well. Okay, okay. What was your least favorite pick? Mine. Uh, Matt, yeah, Matt Jones to New England. 
Mac Jones. Yeah, that that was mine too. I think that Matt I Jones thought. In New England. Yeah, I thought that was a horrible pick. I couldn't even troll Thomas. I was like, bro, <laughs> this this is bad. <laughs> like I, I would say, my least least favorite pick because I'm biased was J.C. Horn to the Panthers. It made me sad. Because I think he's going to be the best corner. Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying least favorite as in, like, you're more mad that Carolina got him. Yeah, I am not looking forward to him paired with Jeremy Chin. Oh, if that's the case, I wanted Panay Sewell. The fuck? (laughs) 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 I was sad as hell when the Lions got him. When he didn't go top three, I was like, oh, we got a chance. (laughs) 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 We might have a chance. (laughs) I, I, you know, to me, I think honestly, one of the biggest uh, head scratchers of the first round. Which, I mean, I like the pick personally. Um, Don't I you know be disrespectful. No, I'm not. I know because it was a lot of people. Like, because me and AJ had went over, you know, watched it with Dave, Cam, Jake, and all them, and everybody outside of myself on the sheet thought the Bengals were going to go offensive line. Oh, okay. I thought you could and say And the Bengals decided to go Jamar Chase instead. So, to me, that was a – well, in general, I think it was kind of a head-scratcher because you have a franchise quarterback coming off a, you know, an ACL injury. Yeah, I thought you were going to say yeah. uh, I mean, Leatherwood. We saw, we saw a trend of quarterbacks with their top college receiver. Yeah, getting somebody they played with in team. college. Right, because then we saw Jalen Waddle go to the Dolphins. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, Demonte Smith to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Yep. And if you kind of consider it, we had Travis Etienne go to the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, which I also I, – ooh, I really wasn't a fan of that pick now that I think about it. I hated it. that pick. Yeah, that was – I absolutely that hated that pick. That was pick. a reach for sure. That pick sucked. It was a reach. I, especially with them having a running back already. Like, I don't – Yeah, and he's like, I thought James, Yeah, I thought James Robinson was great last year. I thought James Robinson was great last year. James Robinson was cold last year. Yeah, that was, that was a horrible pick. That was definitely a reach. Was that was that the worst? Hmm. Is that the worst I mean, pick they, of the first round when you think about it? Like, at least New England, like, I might hate New England's pick. At least they picked a need, though. Yeah. I mean, they could have went Greg Newsom because they need another corner. They could have went. Uh, they could have went Greg Russo because they need a damn rusher. They could have went linebacker. They could have went. Everything else, <laughs> but a running yeah, back. There were so many. You could have won another receiver. Well, I mean, they don't really need another receiver, do they? No, no. I, their offense is fine. All they need on yeah. offense really is offensive line. They need. Yeah. They needed linemen. They didn't need a running back. Yeah, they did not need they a running back. Could have went Landon. Landon Dickerson would have been a good pick there. But I mean, his has some health issues, so. But you see why you wouldn't give him a first round pick. The you know the quarterback going, but the person going to the worst you know situation is going to be Zach Wilson. He's going to the worst situation possible, and uh, I say that yeah, because sure. he's going to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my second team, so I can't even say nothing. I, I wish him the best of luck. Um, it's going to be an zero and seventeen year. Like it's gonna be rough. You, you got to think. Not only do the Jets really not have weapons, really, but they got to play the Bill, the Bills, who pride themselves on defense, the Dolphins, whose defense was good, New England, whose defense is good. On top of that, Belichick like thrives against rookie quarterbacks. 
<sighs> so he he kind of got possibly out of at least out of all the quarterbacks the worst possible um start to the career i would say yeah he's he's a small dude too bro he yeah <laughs> oh lord <laughs> like like trey lance going to a great situation they have oh. a bunch of weapons they have an a genius as a head coach for all on the offensive side of things yeah he, he blessed and he doesn't have to start right away but yeah zach zach wilson the sack's gonna come crazy oh yeah i feel bad for him man it is it's gonna be bad huh um, also i guess last thing on the nfl real quick because i know it's, it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded, um, they did pass the rule where, for like players and their jersey numbers now. Yeah. So, so like you seen like Tom uh, Brady said with his old old man ass. See, I a part of I feel like he was being sarcastic. I don't know. I don't know. I'd leave it up to him to have a pretty boomer take. <laughs> but I'm a uh, I'm happy about it. like Christian McCaffrey was talking about maybe going back to wearing number five. Um, Derrick Henry with number two. I was like, yeah, let me get all the let me get all the college numbers back, so I don't have to just do it all through through Madden now. Yeah, Pat. Did they, Pat P. Did they actually say that they were going to go back to those numbers though? Um, not everybody did. Like, I know there's already been a couple people who have switched, but like the Christian McCaffrey one, for instance, it was just something he was talking about doing, possibly. Yeah, so um, I, I I remember reading that say if you're you're on the team like say david cook um goes back to number four he has to buy all the or like give the money for all the 33 jerseys or something like that so it'd be like 1.5 million dollars yeah you if you're going if you're on the same team you have to buy out your your jersey or stuff like that but patrick peterson you know he's leaving or left already so, so if can, you're on a new team yeah you good so that makes sense. so look i have a list right here of people who have already changed their numbers uh buddha baker he's going obviously from 32 to 3 um patrick peterson like you said is going to be wearing number seven he did buy it off of uh the backup quarterback <laughs> uh emmanuel sanders is going to wear uh number one Darius Slay is going to wear number two. Leonard Fournette's going back to seven in Tampa. Uh, see if there's like any any other big names who are kind of switching. Oh, uh, AJ, you already know Kyle Pitts obviously is going to wear number eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sterling Shepard back to number three. Paris Campbell switched to number one. Wolf Fuller going back to three. And those are really all the big names, really. Robert Woods going back to number two. But I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like the jersey change. I, I think I, it makes it it makes it more fun. Yeah, I never understood like the whole. You have to stick within this specific number. Like, bro, it's just a number. I think I think you let them wear whatever. I'll say because I remember Bill Belichick had Damian Damian Harris out there in training camp. His rookie year out there in number fifty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that number shit was stupid. Even in high school, because I tried to wear number ninety two because James Harrison was my favorite player at the time, 
and Coach Richardson was like, English, put that shit down. Because you're going to be playing fullback too and you're not going to be eligible. I was like, what? So, yeah. Never never liked the jersey thing. Yeah. It's okay. We're slowly, slowly our younger generation's taking over, so it's okay. Yes, sir. Slowly. Um, what what number do you think Tim Tebow's going to wear? He's going to wear a cross. <laughs> Just a cross? <laughs> yeah. He's going to get an 11 and form it into that. Um I mean, seriously, like him being back, do you like it or hate it? Um, I mean, I I don't really have an issue with it, and the only reason I say, it, I mean, if he if he proves he's good enough and makes it through camp, I don't have an issue with it. My only issue with this is Dion touched up on it. How no, no, no players from a HBCU didn't get drafted. Were drafted? Yeah, not at all. So now you have a ex quarterback who hasn't played in ten years got the opportunity to try out for a position that someone from another school that didn't get that didn't get drafted could have an opportunity. And I can't blame Tim Tebow. You know, if you got yeah, the right. connections, yeah, if you got connections, good. But it to me it kinda looks bad. Like, damn, you got over 20 HBCUs, all D1, D2. Well, no one drafted. I get that. But now that's taken away from someone's tryout and getting the opportunity to play because you want to try this NFL thing again at a different position. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of iffy about it. With that, though, I think that's kind of a exposure thing, I would say. Like, obviously... You know, you have coaches who do their due diligence when it comes to, you know, D2 schools and, and smaller schools and even the HBCU schools. Um, I think it's just as much on, like you said, I don't, I'm not really going to blame Tebow because, yeah, he wanted, to, he wanted to try, but, you know, nobody in the NFL had to give him a shot. They chose to give him, to give him a shot. I mean, so, if if Urban Meyer wasn't a coach, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have this chance. It's oh, I agree. Simple as that. I agree. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, that's all it is. I think that's the whole reason why he decided to maybe come back and try because he was like, man, if I can get out there with Urban, maybe you know, he'll find a way to to use me. Do you, Do you think Tim Tebow's an attention whore? <laughs> I've seen a lot of sports shows talking about how Tim Tebow just want to be in the spotlight all the time. It's hard to say. It's hard to say attention whore. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't say attention because I feel like he didn't necessarily like. He didn't put that on himself when he was actually in the league, and teams were totally obsessed with him. Yeah, that's just how the media was. Like ESPN obsessed with Tim Tebow. Yeah, Skip Bayless <laughs> obsessed. Like yeah, like like what you think about what was he doing? What was he honestly doing different than what a lot of players do before the game with them, you know, praying before the game or praying after a touchdown? Like, we've seen Adrian Peterson for the last 10 years, every time he scores a touchdown, drop down to his knees and, you know, give praise. So I I just think, I think it was the media's obsession with him instead, like AJ said. I mean, the best way I can put it is the dude's a gamer. Like, he he will find his way to get back yeah. on the field, whether it's baseball or football. Yes. And, I mean, it, if you have a – like, 
he's a perfect example. Like, if you have a passion of something, you're going to follow it, and you're going to do yeah. whatever you can. Like, like if you get cut from playing football, well, great. Here's an opportunity for you to go be, like, a coach or an analyst. Mm-hmm. And he did that. You know, he was on ESPN or SEC yeah, Network, SEC for, Network. For how long, whoever, how long, you know, analyzing SEC games and doing that for a while. And then, you know, just decided, hey, why don't I try baseball? Like, why not? Yeah. And played with the Mets for like four or five years. Yeah. Granted, he did get a spring training invite, which that's pretty cool. Was it probably just because of his name? Yes. And they probably sold a ton of spring training tickets. But oh, yeah, at the for same sure. time, like, He's just doing his thing. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't make the shots as far as you know how high he goes. I mean, you got to work to get yeah, there. Yeah, I'll say but, even for for him don't, making it to, you know, the minor through the minor league system and him not playing baseball in how long. You know, it's it goes to show that, like you said, he's all he works hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and a lot of people probably gave him a lot of crap about how he just like never had any background of playing baseball that anyone's ever heard of and then just shows up and can get on the Mets spring training squad. Yeah. But, I mean, if you really look at it with any athlete that wanted to do that, they certainly could. Especially if they have a name. Like, you can't tell me that if Michael Jordan wanted to go on trial for the Cleveland Indians, they wouldn't give him a tryout. Well, I mean... I'm sorry, not Michael Jordan. LeBron James. I would say, yeah, what? I would say Michael Jordan played baseball. (laughs) Michael Jordan played baseball, and he was awful. I agree. <laughs> Deion Sanders, subpar. Bo Jackson he was the really only. just good for yeah. – I mean, he was a good fielder because of speed. Bo Jackson, completely different story. Yeah. But, but like, there's a lot of other players out there that probably could do the same thing that Tim Tebow does. Like, say Kyler Murray just ends up sucking ass in the NFL. He, he can go try he out top ten, a top ten draft pick in baseball. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, another name. Yeah. Like – I mean, what does that have to do with him being on the Jags now? I mean, in my opinion, it just shows that he's got that work ethic and he knows what it takes to get to that level because he's had to do it a couple times to try to stay up at the top. Yeah. So, no, I am not upset at him going back to the Jags. Yeah, I don't think anyone going not going back to the Jags, but going to the Jags. I should say going back to Urban Meyer. Yeah, I don't think no one's upset at Tim Tebow physically. I think it's more of a damn the Jags are giving handouts. That's what it's being yeah. looked at as like y'all y'all giving handouts because Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow are pretty much neighbors. So you giving your ex quarterback slash neighbor a handout where you can be giving this to a kid that didn't have a chance. That's what people are True. looking at. That. Like he I, had his time. So that's, that's what people are seeing. Like Tim Tebow had his time in the NFL. It didn't work out. He tried baseball. Didn't work out. Did, um, SEC network. He was good at, he was good at that. So I guess people are looking at it more of, damn, he just getting handouts. Now here's, my thing, like, what is the, I'm not talking about, like, come regular season time. I'm talking about come, you know, training camp. What is the maximum amount of players you can have on a roster for training camp? Is it 73 or something they, like Because they upped it, right? Because of. I think they did because of COVID. So, 
you know, the way I look at it is he didn't get a guaranteed contract. He's not guaranteed to be on the roster come the regular season. If he makes it, cool. Uh, but at least let him make him have to earn it. Like like Q said, you know, don't make him don't give him a handout because it's going to look like even more of a handout than it already kind of did. Yeah. Now, is preseason back this year? I'm not I think, sure. It's I think it might be games? shortened. Yeah, because it's 17 games this year, so probably going to be less. Probably a, a week less. Um, preseason um, is a thing this year. It is a three-week instead. Okay, okay. Is it a three-week? Three-week preseason, yeah. There's a Hall of Fame game. And then there's – so last week would be August 27th to August 29th. Woo, shout to the 27th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before we get off the Tebow thing, I have a question because, you know, everybody talked about when he first came in the league, he should switch positions and go to tight end or something like that. Do you think if he would have? Do you think if he would have made the switch earlier, he would have had a longer career? No, because he already asked. He already told the coaches he'll play whatever. When he first came in, that's cap. Oh no, when he first came in, no, he did not. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying when he first came in, if he would have been open to switching instead of trying to prove everybody wrong, like oh, I can be an NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? I think so. I think, I think yes, because yes. you have to you have to do it early, like Logan Thomas. You have to make that switch. Yeah, like within the first two th- two three years, he's been out the I game. How for early nine is years. early? Because Tim Tebow's like quarterback career was only like what a year or two nah, with the Broncos. I mean, no. he played with the Tebow Jets. Play, he was a quarterback the whole time he was in the league before he left. Yeah. Well, I know, but his only successful years oh, yeah. as a quarterback were with the Broncos. The Broncos. When he went, but what, those 62? are really the the only. Like I know six, that he went 72. to the Jets, the Patriots. He played. Like he went over the whole rainbow of NFL teams. So he played three years. Three years as a quarterback. We'll say because okay. he went, um, Denver the first year, and then Denver obviously the year they went seven and four, and then started a couple games for the Jets, and then that's when he bounced around training camps, and then ultimately, you know. Washed out the league, um, but even then, like Q said, you got Logan Thomas who made the jump, who made or who made the switch early, and now look at him. He's, you know, I'm not gonna say you know one of the top five tight ends of the league, but he's a very serviceable tight end. He's you know very. does a lot for the team. Yeah. Um, guys like like Julian Edelman, who was a quarterback in college, made the switch come to NFL had a successful career. Yeah. Um Josh Cribbs when he when he was in the league did the same thing was a quarterback, switched to wide receiver, had a successful career. Who was the dude from the Vikings? Um black dude, I forgot his name. Uh cuz he went from quarterback to receiver also. Was it Brad Smith? Nah, he wore number four. Webb, Webb. Number oh, 14. Uh, Joe Webb, yeah. yeah Joe yeah. Webb. Joe Webb and his defense ended up going back to quarterback though. Oh. Uh. <laughs> But Brad Smith, when he played for the uh, for the Bills and the in the Jets, was a quarterback at at Missouri. Yeah. Uh, who was the one? Uh, Pittsburgh had uh, Antoine Randall L. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Oh, I'll say Randall L was a was a quarterback, and look at yeah. him. 
Yeah, that's why that play work every time in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he eh. should have made the switch earlier for sure. Yeah, especially thirty three down. Like, and Shannon Sharp says it best. You know, the best way to get in football shape is playing football. He's been out yeah. the game for nine years, bro. Yeah. Like we we don't play a football game for about two weeks and we come back and we're out of breath. Yeah. So I didn't know it. Nine years of just sitting at a desk talking sports, all this stuff, just chilling. Like your body's not the same. Like the only the only go ahead. I would say he still got the athletic build, of course. Yeah. He was a professional athlete, but those muscle fibers aren't the same. Like those quick touch muscles not going to be the same. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's not used to getting hit anymore. Yeah. So. No, no. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Personally, I don't think I don't think he's gonna make the make the regular season team. Personally, yeah, I doubt it. We've seen stranger things happen in the NFL. <laughs> for sure, for sure. These are facts. These are facts. Uh, moving on to the uh, next subject, the NBA playoffs are upon us. Well, could say the playoffs, but it's more so in these playing games that we already spoke about how like we don't really care about which them. are going to be a thing for the foreseeable future apparently yeah like there's even though lebron the spokesperson of the nba said that he hates them silver don't care <laughs> silver don't care so um real quick as far as these play-in tournaments like the games weren't even competitive like the pacers played the hornets last night Last night being Tuesday night, and they won 144 to 117. Um, And then you also had the Wizards and the Celtics. The Celtics were up for majority of the game, right? Uh, I mean, no. Well, they they went into halftime losing. The third quarter started, and they went on like a like a twenty a twenty two to three run or something like that to open up the second half. And they end up winning the game by eighteen. Yeah. Shout to Tatum. So, <laughs> for someone that doesn't exactly understand how this works, is this just they play – is it a, like a best of three? Okay, no, no. So, look, here's how it works. You ready? So, the seven – so, for instance, the Boston and Washington game was the seven and eight seed. Okay. They play each other. Whoever wins that game – so, Boston, since they won, is now the seventh seed. Okay. Washington, since they lost – would play the winner of the 9 and 10 which is Indiana. And the winner of the Indiana Washington game would be the 8th seed. So if you're so if you're already in the playoffs, if you're the 7th or 8th seed, you have to lose two games in order to be out. And then if you're the 9th or 10th seed, obviously you have to win two games yeah. to get, get in. in. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Um so it looks like, like if I had to guess, it's going to be the Pacers and the Celtics for the East. And then we have Spurs and Grizzlies, Warriors and Lakers. So hear me out. This is a perfect example of what I had an issue with with the play-in game. Memphis is at 38-34 and 34 right now. They're the ninth uh-huh. seed. Golden State is 39-33. and 33. Uh-huh. That's fine. LA is at 42 and 30. They're playing Golden State. All right, three three game difference. I can live with that. 
San Antonio's 33 and 39. So say right, San, like how, why are they Exactly. even like even thought of Why right now? why not give why not give LA the Lakers the 7th seed and have Golden State and Memphis play each other for the 8th seed? No. Yeah, I I understand what you mean how it should be like situational and not just automatic. Nah, because if it was automatic, then it would have been looking like NBA was kissing LeBron ass. Nope. You're going to play these games, and you, you better win. It's as simple as that. It's I mean, it's not, I, it's not going to be long-term. I don't think it's going to be long-term at all. They've already said this. It's for the. It's going to happen next year, too. Oh, well, hey, Lakers do better. That's all so, I got to say. It's, it's, not, <laughs> right. it's not even the Lakers don't I'm get talking hurt, about. LeBron. I'm saying, you know, like, San Antonio had a whole 72 games to – at least get close to making the eighth seed. They're the tenth seed. They're, I mean, they're they, what is that? Five games back from from the ninth seed. So they ain't the they harder. Win, co- they ain't the hardest conference. I mean, uh, yeah, the hardest, the harder conference between the two. But do you do you see what I'm saying though? They're five games back from the closest team. But yet, if they win two games, that would put them at 35 wins. If they win two games. They would saying. still be behind those other three teams in front of them. But they're in the harder conference. So, you know, I think, of Even, course, of course, teams going to look bad. Like, if you're not a top team in the West, like, your, your record's not going to be the best. Even if you put them in the East, they would have been the same record as Charlotte at the at the 10th seed in the East. But I'm saying, if they was in the East, I don't think the record would have been the same. Because you don't Why, play. You're still, you're still playing, but you play every team in the league twice. But you play the Eastern Conference. Your more. conference. I understand yeah. that, yeah, because you're going to play the teams in the teams in your division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how the 72 work, but 82, yes, you play each team twice. You play every team in the East three times, I believe. And then you play everyone in your conference four I believe that's how it works when it's 82. So here's my thing then. Why why do East and West anymore? Why not just take the, the best 16 teams in the league and do it? If you're already going to do a play, like you're giving a team who had literally no shot at making the playoffs a chance at getting in. Oh, I agree with you. I, they've been trying to do that. Well, I've been seeing people talking about that since like way, way, way back, like 2011, 2012, about just picking the best teams like the NFL games yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I guess they don't want a, a Western, a West team and a West team or East team and East team in the NBA Finals. I mean, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see where you're coming from with that. I just think, I just think it's bogus that you know, you have this season 72 games to at least make it respectable to get it into the playoffs, but yet here you are, five games back from the closest team, and and you win two games, you're in. I don't think the Spurs are going to. If they beat the Grizzlies, they're not going to beat whoever wins between the Lakers or loses between the whoever Lakers and loses. the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying they get in. I'm saying it's, it's just it's always the fact a chance. that I'm just exactly. I'm saying it's the fact that they're even that they even have a chance of getting in being down yeah. that many games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see your point, but hey, man, if that's impl- implemented. Into the rules now, and I, I if the uh, Lakers were 
a fourth or fifth seed, LeBron would have came out and said nothing. Because they were a seven, they're seven seed now, and they was flirting with like ninth seed, bruh. Now he wants to say something like, "Oh, this is the stupidest shit." Like, no, if your team was a higher ranked seed, you wouldn't have been saying nothing about this playing stuff. But see, well, but you think about the West. So the Lakers are forty two and thirty. Portland's yeah. the sixth seed. They're forty two and thirty. Denver's the third seed. They're forty seven and twenty five. Dallas at five is forty two and thirty. So they got the same record as, you know, the two seats ahead of them. Yeah. It's but just think, a matter of, you know, head to head rec I'm assuming it goes to head to head record still. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming if it goes conference, your conference record maybe, or division. Yeah. I don't know. But Yeah, yeah. I I'm assuming if the Lakers were higher seed, he wouldn't say nothing about it. It's, well, I told you what I thought it was. I thought yeah, it was yeah. real ironic yeah. that, you know, because this got announced when Golden State wasn't, was like the tenth, ninth or 10th seed. I think it's a money play myself. I think it's a money, I think it's a, a play to get the, to get their star, to give these stars a, another chance at getting into the playoffs. And there's nothing wrong with that. You gotta get no, that I mean, money. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They definitely, they want more money. To me, it's just I think it kind of to me it takes away from the competitiveness because now it's like you can almost you can kind of coast a little bit Bro, let, let's at a be point honest. during the season to to let, let's, let's be honest. all teams too. all teams coast in the NBA where like it's a reason why so many people be uh, but now, game managing yeah. oh whatever and stuff like that like it's but now you can coast 70. a little more though you can coast a little extra now because. Even though you're on the outside looking in, if you're one of the top two teams or the ninth or tenth, you still got a shot at making a play. You know, yeah, because there's only fifteen. There's only fifteen teams per conference. Yeah. So you know that's you're telling me all, all I got to do is beat out you know the bums of the <laughs> of the conference. Like who who is the worst? You're telling me so if you're in the East, if you're the Hornets. Or the Pacers, you just got to beat out the Bulls who went thirty-one and forty-one. The Raptors who had a terrible year this year, so I won't even count them too much. But the Cavs twenty-two and fifty, Magic twenty-one and fifty-one, and the Pistons twenty twenty and fifty-two. Good lord. The West was a little bit more competitive, you know, with the Pelicans and Kings at eleven and twelve, were thirty-one and forty-one. After that, it was the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Rockets. So you we, you just have to beat out the bottom the bottom dwellers of your conference to to have a shot at getting in. And we all knew the Rockets were they were tanking. Yeah. Yeah. Same same with the Thunder. The Thunder got thirty picks in the next two years. So. <laughs> all right. So I want to hear everyone's predictions for the playing game. Well, the West playing games. I think AJ already gave his. And then the playoffs. So let's start. Let's start with the West, since they're playing a game. Is what tonight, right? Yeah, they're playing games of tonight. So all right, oh. so Lakers and Warriors. Who y'all got? Lakers. Lakers. What you going, AJ? It's really hard to bet against the Lakers, dude. Like I want to say Warriors, but it, I gotta go Lakers. I'm I'm going Warriors. I don't know you, why. You think Steph gets it done? Bro, I've been feeling it in my bones all day. I was like, bro, the Warriors about to win. I don't know why. 
I don't know if it's just the pressure that's on the Lakers right now. That's going. Steph's on fire. Right, he's hooping, hooping. I I, just, I don't talking about. I don't see MVP conversation for an AC team. Right, yes. Even Draymond playing better, and you know I I'll be bad mouth for him. I don't care. <laughs> he playing better. So you got Lakers, Lakers. I'm going Warriors, Grizzly and Spurs. Who y'all got? I think the Spurs, Grizzlies. I think I think Pop Pop and uh Demar Demar gonna get it done. Yeah, I'm a, nope. I got Grizzlies. I'm gonna go Grizz too. I th- I think they can pull it out. So nah, if that's the case, say Grizzlies win, Warriors lose. Who y'all got in that one? The Warriors. The Warriors still. Yeah. What about you, AJ? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Warriors. Warriors I think the West is going to yeah. look how the West should. I think it's going to be the top eight teams in the West. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to stay the same. One way or another. The East yeah. is a little different. I don't I don't know. Indiana and Washington is kind of a toss-up. Because like, Indiana was hooping last night. Yeah, but the Hornets look horrible. They look like they're yeah, the going to Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, Washington kind of depends on you know how what what's Westbrook gonna do? Yeah. You know, as much as much as that that team is that team is Bradley Beal's team, but everybody kind of knows like Westbrook is the engine of the team. Yeah, he's he's that juice for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we got a Hawks fan on the on the on the pod, so we we got to talk about Hawks and Knicks, man. We already know who Hawks, I would say we already know who AJ Hawks going are, with. Hawks are zero and three this year against the Knicks. <laughs> Granted, I believe all three of those losses came when Lloyd Pierce was the coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think a lot of people, which is crazy to me, are overlooking the Hawks, and they're actually considering if the Hawks beat the Knicks in this series that it'll be an upset, which I don't understand how I think it's just all. because of how hot the Knicks have been lately Facts. I, I mean I guess I could see that but also like I think the Knicks had one more win than the Hawks no no, no, that's no. they're both 41 and 31 they got the same oh, exact record then, yeah it's just it's yeah yeah then I I honestly I I don't know because don't sleep on the Hawks it's all I'm oh doing. for sure definitely not oh, I'll say I'm not. Don't sleep on I'm not Hawks. sleeping on the Hawks, but I'm certainly not sleeping on uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. So Definitely. Not. I'll say if we're being real, I think Julius Randle has a case for for most improved. Oh yeah, he he gonna get that that MIP for sure. Like I got a, a dude I work with was like, like, I don't care what anybody say. He said Julius Randle the <laughs> Julius Randle the most the most loved dude in all of New York right now. Big fact. He's getting that that Patrick Ewing love. Shoot, crazy. But I'm a I'm gonna go Knicks, man, just because it's seven games. That that Knicks defense is crazy, man. That bro, I'll they say they smothered. bought in. They bought they, in to what to what Thibodeau was saying. And you, bro, that defense smothers, bro. And you know playoff ball, you you can be a little rough. Yeah, you can get a little rough, and they can they gonna rough a little ice tray up. So I'm I'm gonna go Knicks in six. 
Ooh, bars. <laughs> I think uh, Nixon six. Yeah, I can I can roll with that. Nixon six. Um, I do think if it goes to a game seven, though, I do think I do think the Hawks win a game seven if Ooh. it gets to a game seven. Just because. Give me Hawks in five. Oh damn! <laughs> with the Knicks home court advantage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, the only the only reason I say that is because you know it's both. Both them teams are young. The only the only. Like I give the Knicks an edge strictly off coaching, because Tom Thibodeau's obviously been in the playoffs before. You know, Derrick Rose has been in the playoffs. I think, but I think if it goes to a game seven and it comes down to, it, I think Trey Young's gonna have one of those games where he goes nuts. I'm talking going, about like Oklahoma like a crazy. Out, yeah, I'm talking about like a closeout game where he's he's got like 47 points and like 12 assists. Hmm. I like that. Okay, okay. We, I'm going to hold you to that now. And another one I want to touch on because of last year in the bubble, the Heat beat the brakes off the Bucks, And they play again. So we are going Bucks heat See, I ain't even watched a lot of Bucks games, but I, I want to go with the Bucks strictly because, you know, obviously we, we know Giannis kind of struggles a little bit in the playoffs because of, they're allowed to play a little bit more physical, and they just kind of, you know, they don't respect the shot. Yeah, they sag off. Uh, Drew Holiday, I think, is the key to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Bucks as well. How many games? How many games? Five. Five. Six. I'm 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 gonna go five too. That Heat team not the same. I watched a few games this year because I wanted to see uh, Tyler Hero ball out, but. Yeah, that that Heat team not motivated. The, the, yeah, it's not like they don't play with the same intensity they had last year. Yeah, they use all their juice in that bubble, man. Yeah, you saw you saw Jimmy on the table. He couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um. With that being said, though, uh, Boston's gonna lose to Brooklyn, but Boston's gonna <laughs> snag one game. <laughs> The, I ain't worried about the top seeds. I ain't worried the, about one. The Celtics two. are snagging one game because it's going to be one of the games where Tatum Tatum drops like fifty five. <laughs> he he gonna he's gonna will him to to not get swept. Hey man, I hope so, man. I don't want to see y'all get swept. I think At Boston all, Boston had a Boston had a rough time with between COVID and injuries, and it seemed like none of them none of them could get could ever get healthy and get out there and play. Yeah. I keep I keep thinking it's gonna be Boston year. I'd be like, all right, this the year, <laughs> this the year. Nope. Every year I give y'all hope. Now in the West, I think the the two series that's gonna be the best: Clippers, Mavericks, of course, four and five seed. Yeah. And then I hope the Lakers stay at seven because I want to see Suns and Lakers. Ooh. Have have the banana boat buddies go against each other. Yep. And the Suns have been looking unstoppable. So, let's say Suns, Lakers, Lakers stay at seven. Who y'all got in that one? Suns and Lakers, I'll I'll actually, no, I'm taking the Lakers. I'm I'm torn on it because, you know, my mind says Lakers, obviously, because I feel like LeBron, LeBron not going out in the first round. <laughs> him, That's him exactly. and AD. Facts. My heart, my heart wants Phoenix because my heart for the West either wants Phoenix or Portland, just because 
I want to see Chris Paul get a ring or I want to see Melo get a ring. So I don't think they're getting a ring this year. Oh, yeah, man. but look, here's the thing. They're running out of years to get a ring, so I yeah. need it to be this year. Yeah, I I, I can't see it being this Chris, year. Chris Paul got Phoenix looking looking good. You know, Melo still doing his still doing his thing. You know what you're gonna get out of Melo, so Yeah. I think I'm a, I think go ahead. I was gonna I'm gonna go Lakers too, but I think it's gonna go seven games. Yeah. Hey, I that's think, gonna be a tough I can see one. That. Yeah. And Clippers Mavs. We saw this last year in the bubble too. Um Mavs didn't real. Mavs didn't have Przingis. And they still had their own, so who y'all doing hope, with this year? I hope Luca hits another game winner. <laughs> yeah, Bro, I would like it to be the, the Mavs. The game winner he hit in the bubble last year, imagine if there would have been a crowd there for that. Oh, that that, that would have been crazy. That shit would have been crazy. That boy, that boy, Luca. What, what's uh, Shannon Sharp calling Baby Bird? Baby Bird. <laughs> Baby Bird. I'm going to go Clippers, man. Um, I think I think Ty Lue got him right. Uh Look, I, I, Ty Lue can do whatever he wants. When when pandemic <laughs> P hits, he, he ain't nothing saving. Ain't nothing saving. Man. Fact. But he been playing better, man. He been playing better. But oh. it's he always plays better in the regular season. Yeah. So we are gonna see how these playoffs crack Come on. on look. I well, I need where where's my man playoff stats at? Come on, man. <laughs> what did what did he score last year? Hold on, he God. Dang. I mean, oh, he had a good game. He had a good game, uh, game three against Denver. You know, 66% from the field. Hey, man, but it's, it's all about the bloopers of Pandemic P, boy. But boy. Boy, boy shooting that thing Listen. on the side of the back, boy. <laughs> Pass it to the ref. Hey, man, it was rough. Look, those last two games were rough, bro. He he was a plus minus, minus 23, minus, minus 20. Good Lord. Those yeah, last Jamal two games. Murray. Jamal Morgan was having his way with them. Oh, man. Man, who, hold on. Who, who the Nuggets playing? Oh, the Nuggets Portland. will play Trailblazers, yeah. The Blazers. Yeah, but they ain't got no – they ain't got uh, Murray. Yeah, they ain't thing. got Jamal. But they still got Nikola. I would say they got the MVP this year. Facts. And they got MPJ. That's my, they got, that's my MVP. They got Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Bro, they, they stacked. I be forgetting about Aaron Gordon. People. Yeah, I forget about Aaron Gordon. I'm not even going to lie to you. They got a lot of light skinned people on that team. I don't know how to take it. Why that team full of light skins, bro? Wait, wait until wait until Jamal Murray comes back next year. <laughs> they gonna they then I could do nothing but but bump Drake on the way to the on the way to the games. Man, off topic, but did y'all see that picture of Drake in the the Kentucky uh classroom when they was going over uh like the basketball film and stuff like that in a full in a full uniform? I was wait, like, yo, from a couple years ago, right? Yeah, when he was at Kentucky. D book was there, Trey Lyles. I was like, bruh, how Bro, much fame on, do you get to have look. to sit in on an enclosed film study session, bruh? Like, what in the world? Look, bro, they have photos of this man on the court in official Kentucky warm-ups. Bruh. Warm-ups on the court doing the warm-ups with the, with the team, bro. Isn't that when he shot the air ball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, do yeah. That. Facts. I can go out there and shoot an air ball. <laughs> That's, All right, man. It's, it's okay. The Drake curse. The Drake curse. All right, AJ. All right, we're going to 
We're going to take it on to a different subject. I have a few baseball rants. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let me. We're gonna we're gonna give AJ his his timer this week. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna give AJ AJ extra time though, cause you know it's it's been a little bit. He got a lot to catch up on. What what you feeling, Q? How how long should we give him this week? I don't know, man. He be talking fast, so I know I know. We can we can give him a little extra time though. I don't know the with some of the things that I'm talking about. I don't know if it'll be warranted for like two or three minutes. Uh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. I was gonna give you more time than that. You know, what? go ahead, just go. We'll cut you off. So. Oh, I fell asleep already. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) this week alone, we have had a setback where boomers are ruining baseball. Oh, man. And I say that, I say that wholeheartedly, especially if there's some boomers that are listening to this podcast right now. This isn't a shot at you. It's a shot at management in baseball because they're so old they're boring and they're just ruining the game and what i'm bringing up is um earlier this week the white Sox were beating the breaks the breaks out of the twins and the twins which completely makes sense they put in a position player to pitch so they're not just running through their bullpen for no reason because they're down like 15 to 4. There's no reason for them to throw in another pitcher in there when they can just save them for the rest of the week. So they put in Williams Osadio, who is known to like come in and do like the relief pitching. He's a position player. He'll throw like Ephesus and shit. He's a funny guy. But Yerman Mercedes, he's a catcher for the White Sox. Dude just hits absolute bombs. He is in a 3 0 count. And Asadio throws like a 49 mile an hour EFIS pitch. And if you don't know what EFIS pitch is, think of like in softball, how in like slow pitch softball, they throw like an underhand, just like sky ball. Basically, that's what an EFIS is if you were to throw a ball overhand. It's exactly what it looked like a big ass rainbow. And Mercedes just unloads on it and hits it over like 400 feet into the farthest part of the park. God dang. <laughs> and. To be like, first of all, that is like one of the hardest things to do is hitting like a 47 mile an hour pitch that far because to hit a home run, you got to have some kind of velocity on the bar on the ball. So to have that kind of power is unreal. The issue at hand with this is the manager of the White Sox, Tony La Russa, just completely threw his player under the bus is the best way to put it. Like yeah. <laughs> saying that he's a young player, he made a mistake, and he needs to acknowledge it. That's not sportsmanship. And really, the rest of the league was like, what? Like, how are you? Like, sure, sportsmanship kind of thing. But at the same time, there's no mercy rule in sports, in professional sports at that. So there's no like running the clock out in baseball or anything. So a player is up there to make a living to hit the ball. And that's what he's going to do. So there were some players that came out and they said some things about Tony La Russa and how like what he said was completely wrong. And even a lot of players on his own team completely disagreed. 
Uh, Lance Lynn, who is a pitcher for the White Sox, said, The way that I see it, for position players on the mound, there are no rules. Let's get the damn game over with, and if you have a problem with whatever happens and put a pitcher out there, can't get mad when there's a a position player on the field and a guy takes a swing. And then what Tony La Russa said, um, I have to find it, dude. He said something that was so bad. I I got it pulled up. Um, You mean his initial quote about it? So he said something, I think it was about how, like – Got it. Oh, it was about Lance Lynn. Okay. He said, in response to Lance Lynn's comment, he said, Lance has a locker. I have an office. Mm. Like, that is so, like, how are you, that's losing a locker room right there because you have players in your own locker room that are kind of like retaliating against what you're saying. Like Tim Anderson, he's a shortstop. Mm -hmm. Um, He had commented and said, like, we're not going to listen to it. We're just going to keep playing. You remember Mercedes, like, commented and said yeah yeah let's go shit like that like so they hear it they understand what's going on but also they're getting paid this is their job but doesn't mean that they have to respect their manager yeah and everyone across baseball as well that's new age not boomers as i'm putting it they like like get tony larusse out of the game he's horrible how are you going to say this how are you going to keep throwing your players under the bus, especially someone that wasn't really involved with Lance Lynn being a pitcher. It just sucks. And this isn't the first time that we've seen it. We've seen managers complain about some player. Like last year we had it with, um, with Fernando Tatis. Oh yeah. The the grand slam, right? He hit a grand slam. I mean, they were whooping the shit out of him. I forget who they were playing, but he hit a grand slam. He celebrated it. And like, the other manager and team got extremely pissed off. It really wasn't the team. It was mainly, like, the manager of the team. But it just, like, that was one of the first big things where it happened, and they actually made Tatis feel so bad that he apologized. Mm -hmm. But now he, like, he understands, like, the game is changing. These new athletes, like, showboating is a thing. If I hit a home run, I'm pimping the shit out of that thing. (laughs) And that's exactly what they're all doing. They don't care anymore. Like it is their game. It's a new age of the game. If you don't like it, fuck it. Go, go do something go else. Watch, go watch highlights. This is the way. Ba- this is this is <laughs> making me. baseball so much more yeah. entertaining when you have dudes hitting like four hundred twenty foot bombs and they're just flipping the bat yeah. and just giving it to the pitcher. You know, you you hit a bomb, get excited over it. Spike exactly, spike a bat. Dude. You know, show some emotion. It, I got excited as shit when I hit a bomb and fucking softball yeah <laughs> slow pitch softball i was like let's go especially like you got to think like if you're if you're a major league player and like uh david ortiz for instance the year he hit the grand slam against the tigers in the playoffs mm-hmm. you know how crazy i would have been after hitting that it, it, oh unreal think like think about it if you're in a close game and you hit a bomb anybody take a Acuna take you know Bryce Harper when when he when Bryce Harper hit the walk off against the Nationals last year that man sprinted around the bases so fast, bro. Show some excitement. It's so much more fun. And see, like someone else who said something about it. Um, this one also hit home. Brian Snicker, manager of the Braves. They were talking. I don't know how it had came up in the interview. I didn't watch the entire thing. It, it kind of pissed me off. But they were talking about how like 
Acuna has, like, I wouldn't even consider it antics. Like, he's just a character out there. He's a superstar. He knows he's a superstar. He's, like, one of the faces of the MLB. And whenever he hits a home run, he watches it. He flips his bat, like, everything. Mm -hmm. And Snicker was, like, I basically said, like, I hate it. And he was saying that, like, it's not good for the game of baseball. Like, if you hit the ball, run the bases – be more like Freddie Freeman because literally Freddie Freeman plays a game like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Freeman strikes out or he hits a home run. That's exactly what it is. He hits a home run. He doesn't get excited. He just runs the bases. Yeah. It's boring. I, and like, go ahead. So I, for someone that doesn't play or watch baseball, I did watch my one game this year. All right. So I'll, everything y'all been saying is y'all was talking about close games. Like, if I hit a home run grand slam and it's a close game, excitement is going to happen. This was a what what you say, AJ? A sixteen to four? Six sixteen to four was the final score. It was fifteen to 15 four. Fifteen to four. And it was a, yes. a three oh pitch. So that means if it was one more ball, he would have walked, right? The basis. Yeah. And then you rip it for a home run. I can kind of see where the where the what's his name? Larusa. Yeah. Where he's where, yeah Tony. La where, where he's coming from about the sportsmanship thing, like we see it in NFL, how when you up so much they just run the clock out pretty much. NBA they put in the second team, third team players. Like, but, I, I I can see that, but everything y'all was saying, y'all was saying how it would be like if it was a. When you said the Bryce Harper and it was a walk off home run, that's a walk off home run. They weren't up fifteen to four, and he hit that jam. Right. Here, like, here's the thing, though. I think it's kind of disrespectful. They're not. They're not mad at the fact. They're not mad about a celebration he did on the home run. They're mad at the fact that he swung and hit a home run. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, but the guy's not they, a pitcher. It's not like it's not like you're still trying in the game. It's not like. You yeah, know, so why, you're a professional why, pitcher. They put a position player out there to just go out there and throw the ball. Yeah, so why not just, you know, the only, the, swing out? The only part that I – Because or, in order to get out, you're going to have to hit the ball one way or another. Whether I hit a cock shot to dead center field is beside the point. Okay, the only, the only way that I agree with LaRusa in this case – and it's a very small case, is the fact that, yes, it was a 3-0 count. This was the issue, though. Yerman Mercedes apparently missed the sign from third base to take, and he swung anyways. So that's where he was talking about why, like, Mercedes needs to learn from his mistake. And, like, when they went back to LaRusa in another press conference, I believe it was actually today, um... LaRusso said, I said a young player made a mistake, which, by the way, he did and needed to acknowledge it. Part of how you get better as a team, if something goes wrong, you address it. But, yes, did he make a mistake in that point? Sure. Do you need to throw out that, like, basically you're saying your own player is a dirty player and has no sportsmanship? Because that's essentially what he yeah, said. Yeah, that's got to be in clubhouse. In his first part. Right. I mean, but. That's essentially what he said. Coaches say that about their players. If they get into a fight or something like that, like we need to work better on our temper or something like that. So a, to a me, a fight that, is completely different. <laughs> that's not. But this is 
what sportsmanship in baseball is. Like if if a team if a team is up, let's say forty nine to ten in football, mm-hmm. and they keep you can run airing that clock. thing out. Of course, in yeah, nineteen eighty eight, Jimmy Johnson said you play into the finals, which is correct. And he was kept airing it out. I think it was Notre Dame. They beat the hell out of him. And people hated him for that. Like, that's just like kind of that unwritten rule. Like, I'm already, you already won. Pretty much. You already won. The time's just not out. Here's, just take it easy so everyone can go home. Here's the difference, though. When in football, you can put second strings in. Basketball, you can put, you know, the bench guys in who never get in. In baseball, you don't have enough people on the active roster to replace all nine of your starters to put them out there. So my thing yeah, is, why can't. not just do like do like a little a little hit to the ball so they can throw you out or something like it's it's ways to get out, right? Like, I mean, there's yeah, there's ways to get out. You could bunt the ball and let them get you out. You could you know, essentially just stand there and let them strike you out. But at the same time, like, what if I told you that the very next night that that happened, he got thrown at? Mm. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. So, you know, you're talking about sportsmanship. Yeah, you might feel like that's extremely unsportsmanlike, but at the same time, what happened the very next night you could really say was even more in sports like because that's retaliation at that point. Oh yeah, for sure. But what every what they say, every action is a reaction. So yeah. that was the reaction to him out here hitting a four hundred plus yard home run <laughs> when it was up fifteen to four and they just wanted to go home. Look, the the way I look at it is they're you know, they're professional athletes. If you don't want to waste a pitcher, that's okay. But don't get mad when you got a guy out there who's throwing 70 miles an hour tops as a a fake pitcher, basically. I put quotations around pitcher. Gift wrap. And he gets taken yard. You can't get mad at it. But he was he threw yeah. a 49 mile per hour ball. Do you know how hard you have to hit that jank for that jank to go 400 yeah, plus? It's, it's batting practice, essentially. It's right, just so- a it's like getting soft toss thrown to you. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with the the LaRusso guy. Like I can this see is, where he's coming from. And this is why we don't respect your opinion on baseball. <laughs> hey man, I know I know sportsmanship. Um, we're out here. We're out here trying to have fun, bro. I get it. I understand. You know I what? get. Hey. I I 100% agree with y'all when it comes to the celebrations. I remember this viral the viral uh video on Twitter where the the dude hit a home run. He threw his bat high in the air. I think it was in high school. And he like mm-hmm. stepped on the home plate and it was like, boom. And then someone quote tweeted in and was getting all angry and upset about it and stuff. Like, I 100% agree with celebrations. You should celebrate your success. But you are up 15 to 4, bro. Let me ask you something. Do you think it's funny, like, when you get those random NBA games where one team is losing by like 80 points at the end of the third quarter? You'd be like, man, they can't stop a shot. And you know what? You know what you can do in basketball? You can run the shot clock out. Yeah. There, there's a time limit in baseball. In basketball. There's, there's no, no time. time limit in baseball. The only way you can get out is by hitting the ball or sitting there and letting yourself strike out. And I, 
And I'll tell you what, there's not going to be any player that goes up there and stands there and just going to watch them strike out. It's not going to happen because it it affects their stats. I understand that. But AJ just said, Cudge is loaded up and beat this to the moon. So he didn't just, like, take a swing. But he didn't celebrate it. had the intentions of, I'm going to knock this out the park. Oh, yeah. So why not just – so why not just – Take a little hit and get out and go home. Yo, up 15 to 4. That's a lot of points. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of points. But, bro, I don't – it's not the same as – like, now, I'm not saying it was going to happen. I'm not saying that they were going to come back and win. But baseball is one of those sports where you can have crazy comebacks because there can, can is we, no time limit. Can we get a – um? Uh, some info on what uh, inning this was in. AJ? The inning as far as what, like, where he hit the home Yeah. Game. It was the ninth yeah. inning. It Was it the bottom of the ninth? No, it had to have been the top. Of, no, oh, no. It had if they were winning top. by that much, they wouldn't have, yeah, it would have been the top. Oh, uh, so if they would have, if they would have struck out, the game would have been over or got three outs. No, the game been over? no, it, no. The home so no the twins so if after the White Sox hit and got three uh-huh. outs it's the home team's turn so the home team had another three outs and and you you thought you you think the twins would hit I'm not no here's the I mean it's highly unlikely but still I'm not like, saying they would have came back but I'm saying there's a possibility because it's not like basketball where. You know, if you're down 40 in basketball, you have a specific amount of time you have to come back. There is no specific amount of time. That game could have went to 4 o'clock in the morning. You you see what we, you see what I'm what I'm saying with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, see I just don't think so. But I, I think the Twins were I think the Twins were beating down. <laughs> I don't think they want any more smoke. And this isn't playoffs. This think... is just. A regular game. Don't they be playing each other like five games in a row or something in baseball? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so I know they probably don't, even tripping about this game. I don't think it was right for LaRusso to call Mercedes clueless. See, you know, it's now, a little too far. Belittling your players, that's a little too far. Yes. That and that's a that's the argument, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not arguing No, Tom celebration of the Thomas is arguing it's this how he, this fifteen to four thing. Yeah. Bro, it's you, how you play to win the game. I understand that, but you're I mean, up eleven runs. Like I'm pretty sure the White Sox are like one of the best teams in baseball right now, too. So, but regardless, what Larusa said was pretty fucked up, and then also throwing another guy under the bus saying that I have an office, he is a locker. Like, <laughs> come on, big yeah. flex, come on. <laughs> big flex. Um. Moving on to the next couple uh, things regarding baseball. Um, we had another no-hitter happen last night. Last it was the second yep. one against the Mariners. And of all fucking teams, it was the Tigers that got one. <laughs> Spencer Turnbull uh, threw a no-hitter. So, um, that's five no-hitters. And we're only a month and a half through the season. That's crazy. Like, it's, it's insane. I, I believe when I had read the stat was this is – the second fastest time it took, the fastest was like in eight, 1917 or 1817 or something like that. 
and there were like five no hitters thrown within the first like three weeks. But this day and age, with how hit heavy the league has been, five no hitters, and what also is so confusing is it, it hasn't been like no hitters by like the best pitchers in baseball. It's been from people that like nobody knows who the fuck these people are. <laughs> Nobody knows Spencer Turnbull. Uh, nobody knows John Means. Nobody knew Carlos Rendon. Like, okay, okay. Well, Rendon wasn't like super – like people know Rendon. He's just not the biggest name in the world. No, but John Means, Orioles, come on. Spencer Turnbull, Tigers, come yeah. on. Like these are all shit teams. <laughs> Rendon for the White Sox, no. They're like one of the better teams in baseball. But like – it's insane to me. I don't know if it's because Manfred changed the baseballs again and they're making it to where it's harder for hitters to hit baseballs or, like, what? I, I honestly don't know. Like, how these are coming out of nowhere. Normally, no hitters. You maybe have two or three in a year, and that's it. Well, sometimes you'll only have one. Yeah, I, and we already have five. Like, this is crazy. Like, do you consider it great for the game or do you consider it boring for the game that – the pitchers are finally getting some light, but there's no hits. At personally, all. me, me personally, as a baseball fan, I think is, I think it's cool because it's showing that you know pitchers, pitchers could still dominate. Yeah. Outside of outside of like a massive like walk off for a game, I think no hitters and perfect games are like some of the most amazing things. Because they're so like especially a perfect game. Think like of you how said, many so pitches you're throwing easily over like a hundred pitches mm-hmm. a game. You have to get 27 consecutive yep. outs, and if you want a perfect game, you can't walk yeah. better. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. As, as a novice baseball fan, um, I think it's dope. I think it's like yeah. a, a shutout in football. Like, that that defense is so good that you didn't allow any points. Like, you're, you're so consistent with your pitching that you didn't allow a hit. Same with bowling. You're so consistent – which are your setup, your throw, you got a, a 300. Like, that's that's impressive. Anything perfect, considered it, perfect, is very impressive. Right. And one of the yeah, one of the best I things, agree. in my opinion, about, like, when you watch a no-hitter or a perfect game happening, you always get, like, one or two plays at some point where it's, like, a dude makes a diving catch to save a hit or he crashes into the wall to save a hit. And it's yeah. cool to see... You know, especially as the game gets later and later and everybody knows you're getting closer to see how the pitcher and all the other players on the field react to that guy making that play. Yeah. It's not, it's like, are pitchers cheating? And it's kind of showing now? Hey, man, you, you got to get some new headphones. Look, look hey, we're, AJ, we're starting to go fund me to get you some new headphones, bro. Hey, man, I know what I'm oh, getting for God, your wedding. Here we go. <laughs> God dang! <laughs> I would like oh. to say that I'm a I'm a Blue Jays fan now. Um, I'm done with the Pirates. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Justin Bieber, Drake, um, Nav. I see y'all. All right, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, we're we're done with Toronto right now. Um, <laughs> are are you done with your baseball talk, AJ? Or you you got some more stuff? All right, so. No, um, we're good. We got we're good. two more things. One of them, what is it? Best player to wear eighteen. Yes, sir. Which, yep. we, which we all agree on, pretty much. Yeah. So, Q, you just want to go ahead and and say it. 
Oh yeah, um, the best player to win number eighteen. I'm not sure if AJ has a different opinion on this. Nope. Okay, um, we're going with Peyton Manning. Yeah. The first overall pick in the 1998 draft, inducted in the Hall of Fame 2021, 14-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, one with the Denver Broncos. Shout out to my brother, even though I hate that team. Five-time MVP, which is hella impressive. Like he. He was the the rival to Tom Brady. Mm-mm. I think Tom Brady's better, but Peyton Manning is a regular season god. <laughs> regular season god. And he's an Aries. Shout out to Peyton Manning. March 24th, Aries game. So we're going to Peyton Manning. Yeah, so luckily, you know, we're lucky enough to have a couple jersey numbers where it's real easy to just all agree on one. And this we're lucky enough for this to be one of them. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we're going to get into, I think, is the question of the day, which I believe is also on cue. Yes, sir. I could, so, I could be wrong. So we're going to we're going to no, hope AJ, right, right. AJ can still hear us. And we're going to hope. Yeah, I can. All right. I'm okay. good. OK, OK, OK. So ahead, my question, my question for tonight is so Mother's Day passed. Um, we didn't record that week. But my question is. Why do you think your mother is great? Question mark. Why do I what? Why do you think your mother is great? Question mark. Why do I think my mother is great? Oh, for sure. Is is she anything less than? Absolutely not. Let's dive into it. Why why is mama dad great? Um, I would say... Oh, God, you're trying to hit the tongue on the heart. Hey, man, come on, man. We got all night. (laughs) All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, I think my mom is great because her determination uh, to make sure all of us are good. Like, um, what I mean by that is her will to go out of her way to make sure everyone is content, happy, stress-free before she is. And I, I say that because the way she has handled my dad with his disease is nothing short of amazing. Like she completely changed her life to make his better. She went above and beyond as far as doing all the research, all the different types of diet changes, exercises, different types of devices that'll help him walk, whatever it may be. She did everything that she can and she could and that she will to make sure that he's in a better spot. And I know that she would do that for any of my family members, um, whether it be my sister, uh, brother-in-law, my nieces, Caitlin, my fiance, she would, she would do it for all of us before she would do it for herself. So that is one thing that uh, alone that just makes her great that I think sticks out the most. What about Uh, Mama Joe? Here we go. Love you, Mama Deb. (laughs) Love you, Um, Mama Deb. Man, my mom, uh, minus and just uh, being the the caretaker of the family, man. Like when everything is kind of going going on, especially like when I was younger, my dad being in the military and being out to see a lot. You know, my mom was really the only one home, so she was working working as a a waitress, and then when uh. She ended up going to FedEx and was lucky enough to, you know, I was lucky enough to get into there as much as I hate it. 
Um, but you guys know, obviously, with all the the fuck ups and mistakes that I've made recently, um, <laughs> she was kind of like she was always she's been like very supportive through the whole thing, and even like um, she almost took more initiative on it than I did when it came to like you know trying to help me get everything squared away. She's been a real 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 big help with helping me get all my stuff situated and and you know trying to get ready for what's gonna happen um you know her will is like her strength is crazy um just she she's she's the backbone the the backbone of the family you know when when she's upset we're upset when she's happy you know we're happy so it's just her her strength and determination is is off the charts and i love her for that for real for real that's real Alright. Reason my mom was great. She's the realest person with me. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't I would I would not be where I'm at today. That's the real. She kept it real with me when I was in high school, messing up, having bad grades. She's telling me straight up, like, look, you gotta you gotta get your act together. I'm gonna kick you out. <laughs> she kept it a hundred with me. So I, I love her every day for that. She she gets up, grind. It's that's the only reason I can get up at four thirty in the morning. I think. Boom, my mom's up grinding. I need to get up and do my thing. Like, so just that hard, that hard work, worth that crazy. I remember she, she had to work at rallies for a second job. The whole thing is now. So just seeing that work ethic definitely is instilled in all my siblings and myself just to go get it. And we just try to repay her back for all the hard work she put in with us. So. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the moms out there, man. Yeah. Alive, deceased, new moms, old moms, all that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So happy belated Mother's Day. For sure. From, yeah, man. Uh, we, from just three we, guys. We're we, we gonna be more consistent, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're gonna be more consistent. You know, everybody's. We gotta, as a group, have a lot of a lot of things going on. You know. AJ obviously just getting back. New homeowner. Congrats to him. Hey. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate got a, it. Got a wedding in man, literally what is this? May and what's that, seven months? Eight months? Eight, eight months almost eight to the months? day. Oh man. Yeah. What what is it? What is it? Eight months almost eight months exactly to the day. Almost. So we're I think two days away. You know, we all kinda we all got a lot of stuff going on and you know, life life happens, but we're gonna get back. We're gonna get it back does. to it. We're gonna be more consistent. For sure, for sure. So. It does. We 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 definitely do our best. We don't try to put everything on the back burner for no reason. There's a method to the madness. Last last week, that gas, bro. We we're we were <laughs> scared about not having gas. <laughs> you know, this this ain't our job. This ain't paying the bills. So we got to get to work first, Ex- bro. Especially. Being in Virginia, where I think we had what the the highest outage out of all the all the yes, states. Yes, bro. It's crazy, but we was re- sitting in thirty minute lines to get Facts. some gas. But I did. We it. was ready to record, <laughs> man. We was ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. were ready. We were ready. And you know, next week we'll hopefully we'll be able to record as well. Yes, sir. We'll get on a more um, consistent be, basis. Yeah. I'll be you know heavy and moving and everything. Um. Hopefully I'll be set up 
Well, next week we're not moving, but the weekend after Memorial Day weekend we'll be moving. So um, hopefully I'll be ready to go after Memorial Day weekend. Good thing we don't have a lot of shit. So <laughs> we should be able to get it all yes, done. Sir. Um, but appreciate everyone that tuned in and listened. And again, sorry for the uh, three-week hiatus, but we're happy to be back. And uh, anything, any questions, concerns, anything y'all want us to talk about, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, also streaming just one guy on twitch.tv. Um, also showing some clips on TikTok as well. Um, so just hit us up at J3GPod on those social media networks. And we will catch you guys next week. Until next oh, time. I got a joke. I got a joke. Oh, God. Oh, we got a joke. I, I've been saving this one. All right, here we go. <clears throat> if Thomas played for the Kansas City Chiefs, his name would be Snatrick Mahomes. <laughs> Look, man. I keep losing this weight. You're going to have to cut it out with the fat jokes, bro. <laughs> oh, my right. God. Love you, mama. Uh. <laughs>